what's going on we're back with another episode of we're not experts the podcast where the name is the disclaimer all right today i got my boys eric my boy Graylin, and we back at it again for another one all right but just uh just right off the bat how's y'all's week been going you're shooting this episode on a thursday so how's everything been going for y'all I was telling y'all, like my whole my whole family, my whole tribe got sick. Uh, it was four of us walking around here coughing, sneezing, just running noses, man. I actually had to take them to get COVID tested. So I put them out of school for two days. Thankfully, it all came back negative. But, uh, you know, we was kind of worried because my newborn and stuff like that. So other than that, man, it's been kind of chill. Work ain't been too much. I mean, I've been at home mostly, so I can't complain. Yeah, that's a blessing in itself. What about you, Eric? Oh, man. I mean, since the last time we were all talking together, nothing's really changed. You know, just work and trying to get out of work as soon as possible and all that because Sonia ended up getting sick, too. So it was about the same, just everybody being sick. Yeah, man, it's been much of the same, except thankfully nobody here is really getting sick, but work they're killing us because uh, a lot of people are getting sick, like back to back. One interesting thing, though, is we just hired a nanny because I told you we got we have five kids here, like most of the time. Right. So I'm starting to get a little bit scared because my kids are becoming very uh, what's the word? Well, not my kids, just my daughter in general. She's becoming very uh, entitled. And it's getting kind of it's getting kind of weird. Like she dropped something on the floor the other day and I had to like, like really talk to her like, hey, you got to chill out. She dropped something on the floor and she knows the lady's name. She's like, hey, nanny. Come <laughs> hey, I dropped something. on. I was like, no, and like we're not playing that game. And like she's a, like she's an older lady, really nice. And I can see that they can try to abuse this like a lot more than what they should be. All right. So. Trying to make sure that they're on the right track and whatnot. And just get yeah. them together. Because, yeah, it can get to that entitlement thing real quick. I'm starting to see that. But <laughs> just moving on from that, right? So something that me and Alice were talking about was we were talking about, you know, in early dating life, how, you know, sometimes you'd be talking to somebody and they just disappear just out the blue. So... In y'all opinion, do you think it's okay to ghost somebody? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you talking about, like, like, just now starting off, you know, relationship vibes, right? Ran into it. And depending on where you're at in your life, you know, if you've been through this process many times over and you know what to look for, the red flags and stuff like that, then by all means, yeah, if they're showing you the red flags, you'll ghost Because what's the point of you continuing that? you know, that courtship, I don't to call it that, but like, what's the point of you continuing that if you know it's not going to lead anywhere? If you already know that it's not what you like, you know what I mean? I got you. So I could see the other end of the spectrum because we were kind of having a discussion about it. And, you know, MTV has that new show. Well, it's not new no more, but that show where they talk about ghosting. It's like Catfish. The same people from Catfish and are the creators of the show. And then they find people that ghosted them and whatnot. 
I do see it from the other side because, yeah, I mean, I guess it is pretty messed up for you to be dealing with somebody every day and then disappear. Then they don't know if you like fell off the face of the earth or whatever. But my sentiments were yours exactly. At the end of the day, I don't owe you anything when it comes to, you know, having a conversation. And that's one of the hardest things I had to learn as an adult is that nobody owes you anything, whether it be time, whether it be them being consistent, they don't owe you anything. I mean, you just kind of have to hope that they do the right thing and they do right by you. Yeah. What's your take on it? Oh, shit, man. I think it's just uh, the whole ghosting thing is pretty funny to me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've ghosted I've go- I ghosted quite a few people just mainly because I was immature. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I, I really don't have the energy to even talk to you anymore. It could be for no reason. I'd be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've ghosted quite a few people in my past. Yeah, you go to that phase of sending like six or seven good mornings, man. It's like, yo, I'm gonna like cut the bottom feeders. <laughs> like, I'm tired of shit. Yo. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be straight up. Like, when me and Alice met, I ghosted. I ghosted enough people. Like, they really <laughs> thought I fell off the face of the earth. I deleted Facebook and everything. I was gone. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and that's my sentiments when it comes to it. And for the most part, it's women that are affected by it. Because a lot of times, you know, they get a lot more emotionally invested to the point that they they get used to seeing you or talking to you all the time. And then eventually it fades off. So I can understand why they sometimes get worried about it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a part of adulthood is learning nobody owes you anything. At the same time, though, it's like, I know, you know, X and Y, boy, girl, they didn't build enough chemistry, right, to even owe each other a conversation. But to the to the ghosty, you know, uh, kind of want to know like what 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 went wrong. I mean, like why why did he or she ghost me? Uh, it's something I can fix myself, but I I I can't get that answer because she, you know, she's not talking to me or he's not talking to me. So it kind of gives you a bad taste, and then. It's the same with like, you know, being that that dog mentality of like you dogging girls or or girls dogging dudes. You're just building another dog because they, they, they just they take the energy you gave them, like, man, fuck it. Like, I'm gonna do that too. Like you're not really creating a good, good environment in the dating scene anyway. So conversation could, would be nice. It could be nice. But like you said, you really don't owe anybody anything. You just hope for it. I mean, yeah, just uh, go ahead, Eric. My bad. And if, if, if it gets to that point where you're getting ghosted or you're ghosting someone, hey man, count your blessings because you never <laughs> know what could have what could have been. You could have been down in Brazil, yeah, <laughs> beat by a small team, <laughs> you know, stepping up for no reason, getting knocked yeah. out. Bro. Hey, that's true. That's hey, true. that's facts. <laughs> yeah, like you never really know what you could ended up with. But I've been on both ends of the spectrum. And you do turn into a different type of animal after you get ghosted that first time. I mean, and there's no way to really stop it. But, I mean, like I said, that's when you really get to learn that don't nobody owe you anything. I mean, and we all have to go through heartbreak at some point. I mean, it's just part of life. All right. So just going back to these couple conversations, right? So... When it comes to having celebrity crushes, do you think that's okay in relationships? And should you be telling your significant other about celebrity crushes? 
So it's, I like this, right? So let's take a, a small step back, right? In you guys' personal relationships, is it okay for you to acknowledge that someone else is, is beautiful or attractive? Or is that a no-go in your relationship? So for me, I, in all honesty, I don't really, of course, we all have eyes. We know when people are beautiful and whatnot, but I'm never the type of person that's going to be like commenting on somebody else's beauty, you know? I just kind of just, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I just kind of just let that roll off the chin. So for me, like, I got, I got real comfortable. I feel like if you, if you know your partner and you know where the intent lies, then commenting on someone's beauty or attractiveness, whatever, like, it, it shouldn't be a big, big deal as a, a lot, a lot of people make it. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's okay to, to have a crush, similar to crush, because it's like, it's attainable or it's not attainable. So it's like, okay, you'll never meet, you know, like my, my woman loves Michael B. Jordan, bro. You know what I'm saying? But she'll never meet Michael Jordan. So I got shit to worry about. <laughs> you know, so I, I just, and me, like Megan Good, that's, that's one of my girls. But I will never meet Megan Good, so it's okay for her to hear me say that. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. So for me, I'm, I'm not necessarily too, like me and my wife, we don't really do that. I mean, growing up, I never really had celebrity crushes like that though. I just always looked at them as normal people. I mean, just thinking about it from the aspect of, you know, if you ever did me, because at the end of the day, dudes are gonna say whatever, All right? It don't matter how good, how bad your woman is looking, the right place, if the right place and the right time presents itself, I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel like anybody could I mean, and that ain't the best way to, to kind of say no, that. that. That that's true though. Like they're at the end of it, they're just people. You know what I'm saying? They they put the pants on and shit just like us, man. Like normal people. That's all it is. Yeah. Man. That's why I don't really look at celebrities like that. I'm, my bad, I didn't mean to step on you. I mean, I've seen women in person that look ten times better than Rihanna or all these, you know, people. The Instagram go crazy for it. It's, it's bro, it's what like seven point nine billion people on the planet, something like that. Too many women out here, bro. Way too many. You're gonna be attracted to what you're attracted to, and uh, Sonia, she she points out uh, beautiful women all the time. She's like, oh damn, isn't she pretty? And I'll look, and I'm like, yeah, she's yeah, that that, that lady's pretty. She I. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to be like, holy shit, look at look at them. You know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But yeah, yes, I'm gonna agree with it. Be like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You That's know? always <laughs> funny. Like, I don't know if you ever been out in public and you seen a dude with his girl and he just like break his damn neck. Like, damn. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. like I I don't know. Like, I just I always thought that was like super disrespectful. I mean. But that's just me. I mean, different relationships have different boundaries, right? No, it's not one size fits all for nobody. Yeah. When I catch, I am at the gym with my woman. Always, you know, you walk past them and I just look back just to see if they turn around and look back. You always catch motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> like, damn, that thirsty. Nah, and, it, and hey, dudes gonna be dudes, man. It's just, that's just the way it is, man. Exactly. And, I mean, now we're at a point to where the women are like the guys now, a lot in a lot of ways. 
Like they out here, they buying, they paying for dudes and doing all this other stuff that is unprecedented. I mean, to this day, I mean, it just it's different. I like it though. Yeah, it's a good mixture. Yeah. Cause like this whole mentality of we gotta we gotta plan the dates, you know, we gotta pay for everything and just it's almost like, like they, they say do all that and it shows how much you care for me. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's like, well, what are you doing for me? Because it's not the same mentality as back, you know, back then, like, oh, cook clean and, and take care of the kids thing is kind of out the window now, bro. Like, it, you know, it's pairing up, pairing down, like, hey, whoever got it at the time, do it. You know, it's not, it's not looked at as a woman job anymore. I mean, so I'm not gonna lie, when it comes to, so for me, we try to keep our household pretty traditional, even though my uh, like my wife, she she runs her business from she runs it from home and she takes care of the house and whatnot just because she's afforded that luxury. And I'm not necessarily saying it's a luxury because I know it's tough. I know I don't want to be here all day with these kids. I, I would I would go absolutely crazy. But we have we have it set up to where the roads are pretty traditional. And those aspects, like I go to work every day, I come home, I pay all the bills, stuff like that. But it being the other way isn't necessarily a bad thing either. I just know for my household, I mean, we just, we steer to what we steer to. So it, it obviously can work both ways. Uh, I've never been in a relationship to where my lady didn't work. You know what I mean? Or like, and that never had a stay-at-home woman. You know what I mean? So I got, you know, trained into the mentality of, okay, we both bringing the bread home. All right, joint account, split it up, chop it up, whatever we got left, you know, let's do something. That's how I've always, always lived. And, and like, man, my, my lady's Puerto Rican, so she's raised in that type of mentality of doing, like, the traditional stuff. But at the same time, like, she's independent as fuck. Uh, that's what I love. You know what I mean? Like, that shit, the balance, man, works out so well. When it comes like paying the bills, taking care of the kids, who's cooking and cleaning that day, like groceries, whatever, like it's, it's just it's perfect. Now, what about you, Eric? Yeah, well, we we pay for everything together. You know what I mean? If it's my turn, it's my turn. If it's her turn, it's her turn. It all depends on like how big it is, how many times we're out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of back and forth, which I enjoy too, but. Sometimes my pride gets in the way too when I see like a ticket number like higher than I want it to be for, you know, Sony to take care of it by herself. But I mean, obviously she has the means to do it. She makes it just as much as I do. So I really don't see it that way. It's just, I, I, I feel like I have to as well. Sometimes I'm like, eh, hey, well, I'm taking the whole family out. I might as well like, I'm gonna pay for the whole day. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, and even though she'll try to argue, be like, no, let me, I'm gonna grab that. You just paid for this. And I'm like, I don't care. We're out. And because it's just a number, too. I mean, as long as little dude's happy and she's happy and we're having fun together, I'm cool with it. You know? I mean, yeah, like I was saying, man, every, like, there's no right or wrong way to do this. And I hate when people kind of, they try to, they get mad at like the traditional woman or they get mad at the, uh, like the modern woman when in reality, whatever works for you, man. 
And like that, that's a beautiful thing. The fact that you can be with somebody and y'all can coexist and you know exactly like what areas you need to fill into. Like, I think that's dope. Yeah, big time. And she's trying to, uh, she's still trying to go to law school. Now that I'm not leaving North Carolina, we're not leaving North Carolina. She's going to pursue that again. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> just, you know, just imagine she makes that. And then she told me, uh, what was it? about a year ago she's like well you know whenever you're done working you can you could just stop and i'm like ah as good as that sounds like hell yeah i don't have to do nothing <laughs> but then i'll feel like a bum just sitting on the couch with junior all day just us looking at each other and i'll be probably pissed drunk while she's out there making all the money <laughs> you know what i mean Come Yo, so i've always thought about that too and like as much and i don't care like what it is as much as they like to say that you know how irritated you be. You come home. I mean, even if the even if the house was clean, you see a Nick. You see a dude sitting on your couch, <laughs> scratching his balls, playing video games, and like you've been at work all day. Like it's gonna piss you off. I don't care who you are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I stay irritated coming home from work. So regardless of someone's doing the right thing or the wrong thing in the house, I'm always just like fuck. You know. <laughs> okay, yeah. so no, go ahead. Man, some, uh, like, go ahead. No, go ahead, bro. No, just to kind of piggyback what you said, like I, I stay mad too, man. I used to pull up in my garage and sit there for like 15, 20 minutes, man, just to like decompress shit. <laughs> you know what time I used to be getting off, man. Late as hell, bro. So I, I burned my 10, 15 minutes in that motherfucker. Day, <laughs> like literally i'll be sitting in the car some days and i just be like bro i just need a minute and it'd be it sucks because we got cameras now <laughs> so she still pull up there's a last year what are you doing <laughs> it's like uh when i pulled up on your house that one day it was just you and alice in the in the car eating subs together just so you could have time alone away from the kids, the kids. <laughs> I pull up, I'm like, oh, damn, you guys just get home? And you had a sub and you're about like, no, man, we, we've been here. <laughs> you got to get it where you can, bro. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, so while we're on the subject of, you know, traditional roles and modern roles, so if it came down to a woman, a woman proposing to you, would you accept it? Like if she got down on one knee, she had somebody come out recording it, you know, <laughs> and was like, hey, will you marry me type shit? Like, would y'all, would y'all go for that? Oh, fuck, man. Um, that's a pride thing, bro. <laughs> so even, even if I, even if I love the woman and she doesn't, she did that to me and had it recorded and, or if it was in a big group, I'd be like, you fuck and i'd be like yeah yeah i would say yes you know what i mean but then later on i'd probably have to you know be like yo why did you do that to me because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to dash the hopes and dreams you know if you really love that person whoever it may be uh whatever but i will be i will be thoroughly upset probably for years years to come just because that's the way i am what about you, Matt? I'm at the point in time I've been married is a fucking joke. I'll be honest with you. 
I think a bond is a bond whether you put a, a wedding band on it or, or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, that's the only thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? I, I couldn't do it. I'd have to pull off the side, talk to her. Like when the time is right, I'll do it. You know what I'm saying? Because she may be ready, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not, then, you know, what's the point of doing it? Well, let's say in this situation for this question, you you are ready, and then she right. does it to you in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Right. She ain't shot. Take it like, hey, she's about to get roasted on, on social media. <laughs> hey, bro, shooters got to shoot. Hey, I'm saying no. I can't do it. Nah, straight up. Like, if she was to get down on one knee and be like, yeah, could you marry me type shit, and the camera come up. I'm picking her little ass right up off the ground and we walking right to the back like, hey, don't play with me like that. <laughs> yeah, like everybody like around you smiling, like I couldn't do it. I mean, so I remember I was listening to something and they were saying, you know, women control sex, men control marriage, right? So women are able to control, you know, the sexual boundaries. At the end of the day, no means no, things of that nature. But men, they had they they are supposed to be the ones that lead us to marriage, or at least that's how I look at it. Just because if a man's not ready to be married, you got to think about it from this standpoint. Now, say if you were to get a woman pregnant, all right, and she just so happened to throw this engagement on you, right, and now you feel pressured in order to do it, and now she's getting pregnant. And she's like starting to get bigger and whatnot. And then you start to realize like, hey man, I don't want to be in this relationship. And then you just up and leave. And then she's like, oh, well, you you said that you would marry me, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, well, I wasn't ready for it. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to take off and do my own thing, right? Which ain't the right thing to do. I mean, at the end of the day, as a man, you're supposed to take care of your responsibilities and whatnot. But if you're pushing... If a man's not ready, he's not ready. And a woman trying to push that agenda on him, I don't think it's going to be beneficial in the long run. So I think that when a man is ready, he should propose. But that's my take on it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you gotta, I mean, some people take forever. Like me, like, I ain't getting married for a while. I just, I, I wanted to look for certain things that I messed up on the first time around. And now that I'm more experienced on, on you know, relationships like that, you know, I, I got a, a better eye on two for it. So I got to see all my, my red flags going, man, before I, I decide to do a legal document. That shit is something serious. Yeah, and that's respectable, too. And as long as your old lady, she's cool with that, hey, man, y'all, y'all don't need it. No one... I mean, whatever, you know, especially, I mean, I think, I think we got to respect everybody, like your significant other's boundaries, regardless, you know, what, what are you going to force, what are you going to force someone to do something they don't want to do when down the road, you're probably going to, you know, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I feel a, t- feel a certain type of way because you got locked into something too early that you didn't want to do regardless, like right then and there you know no yeah so absolutely and that, that's kind of what i was getting at i mean at the end of the day it's those timelines are different for men and women i mean and it's unfair that it just sucks that how the dynamics work because 
a woman gets pregnant in a situation like that, to me, that's that's the biggest thing that I can think of is if she gets pregnant and then the man's like, okay, well, I don't even really want this for real. And it gives him more of a reason to run away. But I'm pretty sure there's probably other reasons why it's not supposed to be that way, but that's the biggest thing I can think of. So I know, Mac, you had a topic. You want to go ahead and get into it? So I was scrolling on Instagram like 98% of the human population. And I found this little video, man. And it's crazy because it's 2022, man. Like, obviously, racism is never going to fucking die. But to be, for it to be this blatant is, is ridiculous. Um, let's see. So what happened was, or I showed the video, um, you got a, a kid shooting free throws at a basketball game, a black kid. And, you know, as he, I guess he was killing them the entire game, you know, and the coaches had no plan to stop him pretty much. And instead of just like having good sportsmanship, you know, telling the kid a job, whatever, hey, you got us. They decided to throw racial slurs at the kid as he's shooting, calling him a monkey. Why aren't you chained up? Uh, where's his master? And, you know, the mom got into it and the dad got into it as well. You said this video popped up. From Laguna Hills High School, um, kept referring to my son as boy on the basketball court. And we are from the South. And it is a racial slur for someone to constantly, and I mean repeatedly throughout the game, call my son boy. Today, State Senator David Min from Irvine releasing a statement saying in part, this incident was by no means unique, whether it's racist comments at Board of Supervisor meetings or Nazi banners hung from our highway overpasses for a Ku Klux Klan rally, hate is on the rise and it's unfortunately unfolding in schools across Orange County. District officials say the Laguna Hills student has been identified, counseled and disciplined there are unconfirmed reports tonight that he himself is a minority, but does that even matter? Who cares who said it, right? Like the fact that someone would allow that to happen at that school makes just for just, uh, I guess, poor administration. Now, I think so after watching that, so at first they were saying it was coaches, but now it's, it's a student now and he might be a minority. That's just crazy, man. Like, in today's age, it's, just, it's ridiculous, man. Like, how do you, how do you, like, combat that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, especially raising kids, man, in, in this type of environment, bro? Like, no one is, is safe at school nowadays. I mean, half the shit that goes on in America is ridiculous, but something as old as racism, man, that should have died out fucking years ago, bro, is it, still blatantly fucking here. And it's just, it's irritating, man. So to me, the craziest thing about this situation here is that uh, they, did, they didn't say anything about anybody being pulled out or anything like that. I mean, the fact that that kid or whoever that was that was saying it, and that's what makes me think it's not a kid because, or that it wasn't just a kid because the person wasn't just escorted out. All right. You would have thought like maybe the refs, like even if it was a coach or something, like the refs would have said something, but it's a lot easier to to get a kid out of there as opposed to an adult, if that makes any sense. So that wasn't the entire video, because I know on the mother's Twitter, she was saying how the assistant coach was egging on the dad of the kid who was shooting. And he was like, uh, you know, let's take it outside, meet me outside. And they went out there, and I guess 
authorities were called and stuff like that. But it, it had to be one of the coaching staff in the world, bro. Like, that shit is just wild. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And this is in a school setting, right? Who obviously are employed by the board would stop the game, it, especially with some some getting out of hand because sooner or later, <clears throat> stuff is going to keep being said and then it's going to enrage a lot more people because someone, more people are going to hear it and then you just got a whole gymnasium full of uppercuts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. In the playoffs, you can easily stop high school game. Like, I've seen it happen too many times over fights and stuff like that. But like you said, I mean, like it, if you nip it in the bud right there as an official, because you work for the board, uh, then that that's it. Like you just do it at the smallest means. But now you let the game play on, and now it's more question than ask. Okay, well, you heard it. Why didn't you do something about it? But now you just pulled yourself into a trap. <laughs> you didn't hear it or not. You know what I'm saying? But. It's just it's crazy, man. Like, you can't even play a sport no more, dog. That's wild. Well, the the sad part is, like, in a lot of other countries, and I'm not minimizing like this here at all because this is absolutely ridiculous in America, where you know all types of different people have fought and died for this country, and you got all these people. Like, we're all supposed to be equal. We've been preaching equality for a very long time now, but at sporting events in Places like Spain, like in the World Cup, like the racial slurs that are like they they got they get bananas thrown at them, all types of stuff. Like you got a whole stadium just yelling at people. But just in America, the fact that that type of stuff is happening in a high school, right? All because your team is getting beat is crazy. It's it's a crazy situation. I mean, I, I heard about that shit that happened but when England lost the World Cup. Mm-mm. And uh, I was like, I guess it was two African. I don't know. I don't know players on there were of African descent, but he may have had like the game-winning goal and he missed it. So fucking England was in an uproar, saying racial slurs, memes, and shit, and it was just like all over the place, man. And it was crazy over football or soccer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, just like. I don't think people really think about those things that those athletes go through. I mean, they get paid millions of dollars and stuff like that. People think it's just kind of, well, they think it's just kind of one of those things that comes with the jobs. But when you got like, these are kids you're talking to, bro. Like at a high school game, like that's a whole different thing right there. Like we're supposed to be protecting these kids, teaching them that's right. And the fact that it's probably either a somebody's parent or somebody on the coaching staff, these are people's role models, all right? And they're being raised with this exact same mentality that should have died a long time ago, like you were just saying. Yeah, we we do it to ourselves, too, in that situation. So I'm glad the parents obviously spoke spoke to the local news to try to get this, get this eliminated. But growing up where I grew up too this this shit happened every day and it was insane too you know what I mean yeah but the thing the thing about it was like our parents were like yeah just just ignore what they're saying you know what I mean so we're back then too we we was like and and how this is happening it was like oh just ignore them it'll stop but then that gets put in your head you know and then you get stuff like that happens like this you know what I mean 
years and years later you know what i'm saying and it's like oh it's okay they'll shut up no it's not okay say something you know it's just it's too much and it's sad to say but it's it's gonna be next to impossible to stop unless everyone just stops it you know it'll never be 100 percent. i just don't think y'all live with I'm just saying, if cancel culture worked the way that it was supposed to, that would have, yeah, that would have been uh, one of the things that that should have been canceled. But instead, I'm like, no, I said cancel culture is focused on the wrong stuff. But mm-hmm. go ahead. I remember the first year I lived in Atlanta, man. Um, I had no idea that the KKK were allowed to just parade around the streets. So like, we were coming home one day. <laughs> And my dad took a different route. And I was curious, like, why you want to take this way? Oh, we're having a parade down. Like, who? And like, KKK, son. Well, yeah, you fucking kidding. Loud and proud, bro. That shit crazy. Yeah, but man. because in Atlanta, when I was in high school, you couldn't you couldn't walk around in a group of three or more with the same color t-shirt on. But you could do that shit. That's stupid. Rules in the South is different, man. Yeah, I mean, even up north, too, uh, we weren't allowed to wear all white tees or all black tees. And if they were longer than your pants pocket, you had to you had to go to the gym and change. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. But we already knew, we know the laws ain't, they're not made to protect sure. everybody. They're made to, to make certain people feel better. But that's a conversation that... uh yeah, that's a conversation that we can uh we can definitely bring in at some point or not. But it's a conversation that needs to be had. Oh yeah, big big time. I mean it it I think that it, it's always gonna be a touchy one too, because there's no <clears throat> we all know what's right. But then you have to think about everyone's like upbringing too. So these people could be oblivious. You know what I mean? Because their environment taught them. It's like, yeah, it's okay. Just don't go here. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense what I'm saying? No, 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 it does. Let me see. So, yeah, there was a, a whole other, like, there was a school shooting in Maryland that they tried to cover up. Did y'all hear about that one? Tried to cover up. Like the district? Yeah, so let me just read a little bit on it. Now I ain't going to stay too long on the topic. So a 15-year-old student who was shot at a Maryland high school last week remained in critical condition Monday, according to Montgomery County Police. 17-year-old has been charged with attempted second-degree murder in connection with the shooting at Magruder High School in Rockville. All right, the alleged shooter, Stephen Austin Jr., was being held without bond. Um, I'm trying to get to the point. So... Okay, so after police determined it was not an shooter situation, the school was placed on lockdown for several hours. Officers eventually located Austin Jr. in a classroom with other students and staff. The gun's frame was found on the floor. Let me see, because I read about the same situation and they said the school tried to cover it up. Oh, that was why, because it wasn't an active shooter situation. So the school was trying to like cover it up so it didn't make national news and whatnot. But, I mean, if somebody got shot in your school, like, that's something. Yeah, that's something an active shooter. I feel like, 
like until he's apprehended. You know what I mean? That's when I shot your school. So yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was crazy. Like just thinking about the fact that you know somebody's kid got shot and they tried to hush hush it real quick. Like if I was a parent in that situation, I cannot like I would be screaming everywhere. Like the fact that y'all are trying to cover it up, it just it, it would piss me off. Like as a parent. Like they need to know that this kid ran in here and he shot my like he shot my kid. Yeah, I'll get up for it. All right, but I feel like we're on like a lot of serious topics. So let's get back to the, the fun stuff. All right. Life, man, such is life. What what Amy say? Such is life when you when you party naked. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how do y'all feel about the uh the rappers fighting for their lyrics to not be admissible in court? All right, let me uh because y'all look kind of confused, so let me read a little bit more. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I get what it is too. I was just trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> because uh it's funny too, because I mean it's <laughs> Because they're just snitching on themselves for the most part, you know, the ones that are actually about that life. And they're like, hey, man, you can't get me. There's just this is an art form. You know what I mean? That's why that's what I think it's all about. Right. What they what someone some certain individuals will try to say if, you know, like, hey, I'm taking you to court, man. That, that person's actually dead. Yeah. And one thing I like how you brought up the art form argument. Right. So if I'm Picasso and I just paint it. Like how I just like killed this dude and how he was laying on the floor. Shouldn't that be hell? Like, shouldn't you be able to press charges? Like, hey, this dude just painted a picture of exactly how this dude was laid out on the floor. Like, <laughs> that don't sound crazy to nobody else. <laughs> I just came up on the scene and the painting <laughs> that was made yesterday looks like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, no, so when it comes to that freedom of speech argument and stuff like that, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I do, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I do like certain rap music that raps about certain, like uh, a certain style of rap and things of that nature, but you gotta be smarter. Like if you're out here committing crimes and whatnot, you need to make sure that you're not putting that stuff out there for people to convict you, like plain and simple. I mean, yo, it's your job. Like if you are, if you a real criminal, you're supposed to make it harder on the cops to not get caught. Yeah. You making a job easy. That goes along with the culture, though, bro. It's like, it's almost like every time a rapper get caught up in some shit and he goes to the legal process, right? And he beats that case, that nigga just leveled up. You know what I mean? Like, his street cred just went up. So I feel like half the shit they be, they be spitting about, bro, is like, it's dumb because at the same time you're snitching on yourself, right? Because like uh what is it in Florida? They they gave this like this whole department, shit ton of cash, right? Push funds to to pretty much sit there and listen to these these uh what's his name, man? They went through the whole album with this dude track, right? And start piecing together a case on his ass. And fuck, what's his name? You, you heard that song, um they're like, and then the golf carts and they're driving around and like they're, it's, it's like a, it's a, a song made by, um, this shit gonna kill me, bro. White girl made this song, bro. A bunch of black dudes from Florida like remixed it and it was, it was all over the internet. Bro. You probably don't smoke. But anyway, the case was built against them 
And one of them ended up getting, you know, locked up, got charged on his ass and everything. But to put your business out there, right? like you said, if you're a criminal, make it harder on the cops. So to go the legal route, push for, like you said, they're pushing for it to not be used against them, right? That's the smartest thing they've done in years to cover their own ass. But the easiest thing to do is just stop rapping about shit. There's so many more things to talk about. So when it comes to that, it's because for the most part, black culture is self-destructive. And it's one of the, the hardest things for me to, to say because as a black man, you know, just saying something like that is it, kind of problematic. But yes, we all like that that music that has like that has that real element behind it. And that's the worst part about it, is like they're out here and the record labels are paying for it. You know, they pay, like, they have money set aside for when people have these different cases and whatnot out there. But to me, what sucks the most about this bill is you got to think about the victims of these crimes, right? When you got somebody that just got killed, somebody's family, like, somebody's family is listening to this music that you're making. And they're listening to you talk all this trash about their family members and stuff like that. And you're making light of the situation when you kill somebody. And hey, like now you can't be locked up because of artistic expression. But if you actually killed this this little this young man right here, like I feel like you should be held accountable. I, I don't think that that should be let go. I mean, and I just hate the fact that this is even like an, a topic because in no other genre of music is anybody talking about this type of stuff. I mean, but that's why people gravitate towards rap music and stuff like that because it's self-destructive. Like, cause uh, man, I don't know if you heard, like it's one like real viral song going around. It's like, uh, I, I can't, I don't know, remember how the song go, but it's like something, something, something. This dude got shot. This dude, like it, I don't know. It got a bunch of like stuff on there. And like one of the, the kids' parents was like, on like, oh, it's, I can't think of how the song goes, but all I know is it's like, and the lyrics just say, where's Corbin? And that dude, Corbin, like, he got killed and his parents were like really pissed off and was like, you know, like you putting my son out in this song, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything positive for nobody besides get you a bunch of money. It makes this family look crazy. You talking about the Who Smoked You song? Is that, I know that Nardo Witch song. It could be that. I don't think it is that song though. No, that, that's uh, who, who Won't Smoke. But uh, <clears throat> there's another song I was talking about. Uh, who I smoke, and it's a bunch of Florida motherfuckers rapping on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is that. Yeah. That's them. That's what I'm saying. Like so, down there, bro. And it's funny because uh, person I worked with in Korea, his cousin was this dude from uh, I think from Jacksonville. I know Jack. I knew Jackson was rough, but I know was that rough. But uh, oh yeah, they got a whole division out there, man, dedicated to listening to these mixtapes, bro, to piece together tapes, bro, because these motherfuckers keep snitching on themselves, bro. But yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Who's Corbin? I heard that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like 15 minute video on the beef between their gangs and shit. And how many times, like, dude killed his cousin, bro. Like, and then he made a, a song, or one of the cousins got killed. Made a song like a day later, right? And had his cousin, like, in a microwave. And he closed the microwave and put it on two minutes, and his cousin blew up. So it's like, that's your, that's your family, bro. That's your blood. And you really, like, just because he on the other part of town, you know what I'm saying? You, you laughing because he got fucking killed. That shit, that's wild, bro. Like, self-destructive culture is out of hand, dog. And I, I mean, I, I love 
real lyrics, you know, music and stuff like that. But coming here, I was just bumping Young Nudie, who ain't <laughs> ain't the, the best lyricist out there, bro. So I, I get it. The, the music is catchy. I mean, yeah, and I feel like we just got super serious again. Yeah, yeah. hey man. Every time we talk about something, it goes it goes back to serious, man. I mean, and hey, I'll say something too. Florida is wild. Regardless of how you look at it, Florida is crazy, dog. There's everything going down in that bitch. You know what I mean? Wow, Florida, man. Yep, yep. All right, so let me try to move us to a, a funnier topic. All right. So the Kentucky man still in the panties. All right. Uh, I got to find the, the uh, story there. But I said the Kentucky man. Yeah, I catch me up on this. <laughs> <laughs> wilderness man coming up in your house snatching your drawers yeah like people like people wild man all right so so my thing let me, let me go ahead and share the screen <laughs> go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this dude don't look like he's still panties. That nigga still panties and socks, bro. Goddamn. <laughs> he also stole terrible eyesight. <laughs> Ooh. I'm on the lazy guy. Yep. <clears throat> so authorities in Frankfurt say they've arrested burglar who stole woman's underwear from various homes at a mobile park. According to the Franklin County Sheriff's Office, 36-year-old John Hawkins III of Harrisburg, Kentucky, was arrested on Saturday after a lengthy investigation. Uh, Sheriff's Office was suspected of breaking into several mobile homes at the Shady Acres mobile home. <laughs> <laughs> <Better> park. According to police, deputies executed a search warrant at Hawkins' home and discovered 100 pairs of women's underwears and bras believed to have been stolen from homes in Franklin County. Hawkins was arrested and charged with seven counts of burglary. Okay. So my question is, besides the burglary, there got to be something that you can charge this dude with. Oh, we got a news story here. (laughs) That dude's a predator. That's what you could be charged with. He's like an, an aggressive sexual predator dog he's coming to get your undies and he won't yeah. it's, one of the, I'm, it's a good thing he got picked Kentucky up but... man is accused of my bad I mean no, you're, you're good um if it's a good thing he got picked up now because you know the, the people who do things are just target that 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 and then at a certain point I don't think it's enough for them so that motherfucker is probably going to end up like grabbing some people up while he's coming in their house at night you know what I mean you go from the episode of the I seen where oh, the killer going, he can only escalate his, his crimes. You know what I'm saying? He's got a taste for this now. All right, fuck that. <laughs> y- y'all ever watch that uh, the documentary? What is it called? Um, it was on Netflix. Everybody's making a big deal of it out of it. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah, yeah. that dude that oh yeah. That's kind of what that reminds me of. So yeah, it's good that they caught him now. But yeah, because remember in there, like that dude eventually escalated to like murdering people. Yeah, he killed a dude up in a hotel and brought him down in suitcase luggage and threw him in the alley. Yeah. 
it's crazy. Like uh, just watching them break down, like the fact that a bunch of internet people found that, like found out who that dude was, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember watching that too, and I was like, man, fuck this guy. But also, these people are all up in that shit, like yeah. all over it. You know what I mean? Let me see. So I'm gonna go ahead and just click play on this video. Sure. Breaking into homes and taking women's underwear. Detectives in Franklin County arrested John Hawkins. Police started investigating after a string of thefts last summer in the Shady Acres Mobile Home Park in Frankfurt. A recent incident led them to Hawkins' house in Harrodsburg, and police say they found about 100 pairs of women's underwear and bras. Hawkins is charged with seven counts of burglary. <clears throat> yeah, that's all he got was like that couple sec, but I feel like that could have been, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, hey, y'all seen that show, Marvinus? Netflix. You said my hunters. Yeah. Mm -mm. So it's like it's like the start of what, what are they called in criminal minds? Like VH VHU or something like that. Behavior or something. You know, I don't know. But it's like the start of that. So it's back in like almost like the the sixties and seventies, like where serial killers started, like you know being prominent and they actually you know developed the name serial killer. But uh, people like that, man. Like, I want to actually sit down and talk to. Them. Like what? What is going through his head? Like that's that's something mental. You know what I'm saying? Or like, is he still in dirty panties or clean? Was like, well, well, I want to know his method, bro. Because it's just wild to me, dog. You would risk everything to break into a trailer, a trailer home, and get some panties and bring it back to your crib and like smell them every night before you go to sleep. Like shit, just weird, bro. Like humans, man. Fishing, like, more fun. Uh, yeah, but that guy, man. Um... He doesn't look right either way. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I'd want to talk to that guy regardless because. Well, you tell me you never sit, like you never thought about sitting down and talking to like a serial killer. Like I, I love watching documentaries and this shit because it's, it's fascinating to see how the mind works, bro. So to actually be able to sit down and talk to him, like yo, like be ten feet away from him, like yo, he he did some crazy ass shit, and he there he is in front of me, like he built him up to be this. Crazy entity, bro. He's a, he's a human. He's a person. But that shit, it just fascinates me, bro. It's, it's weird as fuck. But yeah, I'm I'm about. I, I know what you're about too, because I watch that that like everything on Netflix. I'm a killer inside the killer's minds. I'm a killer. Whatever, whatever. I'm all about. I like I like watching that shit too because I think it's interesting. And then when they're actually like, I am a killer. That guy, you know, sits down with these people and gets to hear their story about that night because it just makes you think. You're like, well, that's bullshit. Um, the lady in the car he took the dude. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that. That guy, but that guy's um, wild, and you can tell that uh, news reporter because uh, he, the anchor, the anchor there, he uh, said this dude's name, and they popped up uh, the guy's picture right next to him. You could kind of see his face. Wow. He back. He's like looking at him, like, oh, <laughs> he didn't want to laugh or whatever, make a face. With that guy <laughs> come up with that half-ass cock eye over here, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you tell me he was right away. <laughs> hey, yo, I think I'm gonna go back and rewatch that show. It was some good, like some good stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to go back and watch that show. I, I think we're approaching that hour mark, though. I got the timestamp up here, but we were already on here for a little while beforehand. But I'm gonna go ahead and close this out and then uh yeah, I gotta get ready to I got stuff I gotta do. But anyway, 
this has been the We're Not Experts podcast. All right. We appreciate y'all for listening. Peace.